Hey guys, just wanted to give you a little heads up before the episode. For some reason, the audio in the studio that I was recording in was a little bit off, so it won't be the normal quality that you're used to, but we were very excited about this episode. We wanted to give it to you guys, even though the audio quality is a little bit worse. Just wanted to give you a heads up. Nonetheless, let's get into it. It's going to be a quarterback run up the middle at the 10, at the 5, Murray dies for the end zone, and he's in for the touchdown. Got to launch it. He does. Left side, into the end zone, jump ball, and oh my goodness, it's caught. DeAndre Hopkins caught it. He caught it for a touchdown with one second left. I can't believe it. Give Johnson up the middle, gets leveled in the backfield by J.J. Watt. A tackle for a loss for Watt. Hello and welcome into another edition of Cardinals Corner. My name is Eric Ruby. Alongside me, as always, your Arizona Cardinals reporter for Arizona Sports, ArizonaSports.com, the Arizona Sports app, basically everywhere Arizona Sports. The one, the only, Tyler Drake, joining me via the phone yet again, out and about, covering OTAs this week. Tyler, how are you doing? We're in the offseason now. It's official. Yeah, yeah, we are finally uh, getting into the heart of it, I feel like. We're getting into the actual, let's get some uh, uniforms on and start running on the field instead of just talking about speculation and who's where and who's going to be there and everything else. But we're still going to get to that, too. Yes. You know, speaking of, of of speculation, I know a lot of people are saying right now, hey, didn't you say you were going to do a full schedule breakdown next episode? Uh-uh. We did say that, but we said if there wasn't any news to share, there wasn't any news to talk about. And guess what, Tyler? Even though it's voluntary OTAs, we got some news to talk about. Yes, we do. Do you want to say it or you want me to say it? I'll say it, Tyler. Let me do the honors. Pro Bowl quarterback Kyler Murray did not show up to the Arizona Cardinals voluntary, yes, voluntary, organized team activities on Monday. Now, this was said to have been expected from multiple other sources, and he was not the only person, the only veteran who did not show up to voluntary OTAs. But the question is, Tyler, does this mean anything, or is this just like another step in the expected in the Kyler Murray saga? Yeah, I mean, I think where we're at with just the contract situation, this is pretty much expected. Like, I think we all kind of... This When we woke up yesterday, I think we all kind of expected that this would be the news, that Kyler Murray would not be there for the voluntary OTAs. Say it again, voluntary OTAs. And it's just that's just where it's at. I, I, that's where we're at in this contract extension saga. And, and that's the thing. If he doesn't show up for mandatory minicamp, that's a whole different ballgame, which head coach Cliff Kingsbury said he expects him back, anticipates him back for the mandatory minicamp. So that's a good thing. If he misses that, then we're going to be having a different conversation. But right now, it's voluntary OTAs. They all, uh, Kingsbury even said, you know, a lot of the vets, they've had a plan. They've talked to them. They've, they've figured out what their schedule is going to be, and they've got an idea when they're going to be back in the building. So it sounds like that is status quo for, for where Murray is in his contract, contract situation. And, and that's the other thing, like, we, like you said, like there's other veterans that weren't there. James Conner wasn't there. Marquise Brown, who just it just got acquired by the team, wasn't there. Marcus Golden wasn't there. DJ Humphreys, uh, Rodney Hudson, Kelvin Beecham. There was a, quite a few guys that weren't there, quite a few starters, quite a few guys that are going to be meaningful impact players. So I think we need to take it with a grain of salt. Obviously, Kyler Murray is the big story. He's always going to be the big story right now until he gets that deal done or until however this thing shakes out. But 
I don't think we need to look at it as like, a, oh, my gosh, this is just the world's falling apart because people miss voluntary OTAs. Again, voluntary OTAs. Yeah, no, it's not the end of the world. It's not, oh, my God, you know, the Cardinals and, and Kyler Murray, they'll never get on the same page. But you have to imagine if they did have a contract agreed upon, your star quarterback would still be a voluntary OTAs. Like if all is going right and you could choose, and a lot of players did say this, there were players who had sound bites who say, yes, we, we empathize with Kyler Murray. Like Zach Ertz came out and said that, and that's all well and good. But at the same time, you're the number one on the team. You, the, the buck starts and stops with you. You should probably be at voluntary OTAs if all is normal. The problem is not all is normal. And this is from NFL Network's Ian Rappaport. He told Pat McAfee on Monday, quote, I think they are fine. This is talking about the Cardinals and Kyler Murray. I think they're on the same page. I think they're moving forward together. He's going to be there. He's going to be the Cardinals quarterback this year. They just aren't there yet when it comes to a contract. And I think this summer is probably a better timetable to when it's going to get done. Now, if we put that together with Cliff Kingsbury saying that he expects Kyler Murray to be there in June for mandatory minicamp, that's less than a month away, Tyler. Does that mean that we can go ahead and assume that we will have a Kyler Murray deal done within the next three to four weeks? You know, it's it's one of those things that's kind of just, uh, it, it kind of falls in line with what do the Cardinals want to do? Because we've heard it from Steve Kime. He said he wanted to get a deal done after the draft, a couple months down the line, so in the summer. But is June early, in, or is June the right month? I, I guess, is it too early? Can they keep pushing it back? Like, it's obviously Kyler wants to get it done. Exactly. And do you want to keep pushing the drama and him not – and if he doesn't show up, do you want to keep doing that? Because then you're really going to start hindering team camaraderie. I mean, you're already losing that a little bit with him not being there now, but it's not to the point where it's like, oh, my gosh, we're going to go downhill. But, like, if he doesn't show up for mandatory minicamps and there's not a deal done, then there's probably going to be a lot of ruffled feathers in that organization, I would assume. So – it seems likely that that would be the likely thing to do for both sides to come together and get it done probably, what, the day, two days before the day of mandatory minicamp. But who knows? This thing has just been a wild roller coaster since the beginning of really the offseason. And, and I don't think we're out of the wild turns just yet, but I think we're about there. I mean, I hope so, man, because – Kime said there's zero chance of them trading Kyler Murray, which, like, I'm on board with. I don't think that you should trade Kyler Murray. I think you need to build and commit to him. And, look, if I was the Cardinals' front office, even though it's unorthodox, and I know a lot of people probably feel like this would be bowing to Kyler's Mur- Kyler Murray's will, but he'd have that contract by now if I was in charge. Now, I'm not in charge, and that's not the way that things are going, but to me, that's the way that things should be. And right now, what's really changing in the next two to three weeks, unless you are not on the same page, when it comes to money because all this entire time Steve Kime in the front office has said okay well this isn't the time that we get this done this isn't the time that we get this done later in this summer well hey we're hitting June in about a week dude like we're gonna be in June this is coming up we are in this right now and we have not heard a peep now that could mean good things But that could also mean bad things. I mean, we're one Eric Burkhart, Kyler Murray's agent, tweet away from a disaster class of an offseason. Because if Kyler Murray doesn't have a contract going into minicamp, and it's all the reports are, oh, well, we expect Kyler Murray to come in. He's going to be here. He's our star quarterback. And then he doesn't come in because he doesn't have a contract. Well, I'm going to find it pretty hard to believe that if they weren't able to come to agreement on a contract by then, that it's going to get any easier 
the later we get in there. I just don't get the point of putting it off and maybe they're not and maybe they're just waiting and I'm just getting riled up about nothing. But <laughs> like the, the clock is ticking, Tyler. Like, yeah, these things get done later in the offseason. Well, guess what? This isn't a normal situation. We've established that. We've been through that. And this entire team is predicated around Kyler Murray being there. You just made a trade for his best friend. You need Kyler Murray to be there and you need him to be happy and you need to do what needs to be done now. It's time to put your money where your mouth is. Yeah, yeah, 100%. It, that's that's a very good point. I just think that the 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 timeline of when the Cardinals want to get this thing done and just the the fact of like like you mentioned, I don't think they want to give in to the, to the agent's demands. I don't want to, I don't think they want to be that team that looks like an agent can just come over and push them over and, and that's just how it's going to be. Like you play a little bit of hardball, you're going to get a deal done. I think they're they're trying to prove a point while also trying to explain like, hey, this is our guy for the future, but this isn't how you do business kind of situation. So definitely think it needs to get done. And yeah, I mean, I think they're already they're already going to be down a couple more million easily because of just the nature of the beast that's been this quarterback market this offseason. So they're definitely going to have to up that offer a little bit more. And that's, I mean, that's, that's where we're at now, but yeah, it needs to get done before this thing really snowballs. Cause like you said, we are one tweet away from going back to the beginning of the off season where you were hanging on to one tweet or another tweet because something's about to explode on one side or the other. So yeah, something's got to get done quickly or else we're going to be having a very drama filled turmoil field filled beginning of the season and then it goes to hard knocks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we'll, don't worry, we will get to hard knocks. But like with this, with Kyler Murray, this isn't just like a regular offseason. Oh, you know, the Cardinals had a good season and now they're going to look to build upon what they had last year. No, they ended on an absolute epic collapse. And I like to be the guy who says, hey, don't just focus on that one game. Take the positives, you know, take different points of the career, you know, take a look at a whole. But look. Like, this is an important offseason, man. Something was wrong with your team last year. Right or wrong, Tyler? Something was wrong with the Cardinals at the end of last year. Oh, 100%. Yeah, something was yeah, something was wrong. And, okay. they, and everybody could go back and say that it's DeAndre Hopkins getting hurt, but there's more than just one player that's going to affect. Like, that's just football isn't a game of just one guy. Like, it's a, it's a full, full-blown team effort, and there's more than just one thing that went wrong there. Yeah, and I don't know if you heard this, Tyler, but DeAndre Hopkins is not going to be there for the beginning of the season, dude. Like, <laughs> like th- this is not an off-season to play around in. It's not. Like, in normal circumstances, if we didn't have a Kyler Murray contract situation, all the talk would be, hey, this is the most important off-season of my career. I got to get in and I got to work harder than everybody else and we got to get this back on track. And you know what? He could still be doing that. Like, there's, there's not, this is not me saying that he's not doing that. But to add this fuel to the fire, this distraction, and no matter how much everybody at OTAs wants to say that they get why he's not there and they get why the other vets aren't there, and, and I do believe that, I would be hard-pressed to believe, very hard-pressed to believe, that this doesn't have some sort of impact on the team. And the million-dollar question now is, Tyler, not if Kyler Murray will get a contract by minicamp, but for some reason if he doesn't, if Kyler Murray doesn't have his contract extension, is he going to show up? Because it's mandatory. This is voluntary. But the next one's mandatory. Yep. The uh, well, I mean, that's the thing is, I mean, there's one more voluntary coming up. Uh, I think 
about a week. But then, yeah, after that, then I think we get into the more mandatory stuff. And, yeah, I think that's the uh, that's the million-dollar question, really. Well, I, mean, I want you to answer the million-dollar question, Tyler. What do you think? Does If Kyler doesn't have a contract, is he going to be there? He could be. Here's my thing. I think he shows up because, I mean, you're going to lose money if you don't show up. So I think he shows up, but I mean, I think it's the whole, yeah, I, I'm not going to be doing anything. I'm just going to hold in. I think it's going to be a hold in situation, to be completely honest. It's a per day situation, right? Where you lose money, you just lose money per day. You don't participate. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if, if you're wanting to get a, if you're wanting to make that money, why would you be willing to lose that money? So I think it's going to be, he's going to show up, but he's not going to be doing anything. I think it's going to be very minimal, very just, you know, he probably won't talk to the media, I, I, I would assume. So that I think it's going to be very just, I'm here, but this is the situation. Besides pride, what's stopping the Cardinals from signing him today? I, I don't know. Because, I mean, that's the thing is if you look around the league, teams that don't have uh, an established, legit quarterback are either looking everywhere, looking in the back of the cupboard for a quarterback, or – are going into the season knowing that they're not going to make the playoffs. I mean, that's just that's the name of the game right now. We're in a we're in a league where a quarterback is such a big part of success. Like it, it can't just be rely on the wide receiver, rely on the the star running back. Like no, you need to have a legit quarterback to really get a team moving, especially the Cardinals. I mean, you said it earlier too. The Cardinals don't go unless Kyler Murray goes. That's really what it comes down to. Colt McCoy is great. He was great for that little three-game span this, that last season, but he can't. he's not going to be. That's just not the offense that this team is. Like They need a guy that can change the, the tone of the game in a second using his legs, arms, and just his ability as an athlete and athletic person to get it done. And that's just that's Kyler Murray right there. And you would think, like, yeah, I think the pride, the pride angle, I think, is the biggest thing at this point because I think – they both want to get a deal done. It's just, how does it look to the outside? I hate this, man. Like, just sign him. Like, I get that there will be negatives with signing him. I, I understand that. You're going to be the franchise that bows to agent pressure. But, like, no offense to, like, Marcus Golden, but you're not bowing to Marcus Golden's agent pressure. He's a great player, but he's not Kyler Murray. Look, star quarterbacks get what they want. And if anybody listening to this has a problem with that, maybe the NFL isn't the league for you. But that's just the way, that's just, like, Tyler, is that not the way that it is? No, I mean, that's, yeah, that's where we're at now. I mean, look at all the star quarterbacks making the, the money that they're making now. Like, do I like it? No. Do I care? Not really, dude. Because I don't have control over it. What I want going into the season is a happy and healthy quarterback that can make a Pro Bowl that can maybe lead this team deep into the playoffs with this offense. And there's a lot of moving pieces on this offense. There are a lot of returning pieces. There's a lot of things that need to be done, and Kyler Murray's at the center of all of them. The buck starts and stops with Kyler Murray. He needs to be there. He needs to be signed, and I hope we get that news within the next couple of weeks before we get to this voluntary camp and to not end on a negative note to not end on oh my god kyler's not signed it's doomsday for the cardinals like we said zach Ertz said he empathizes with players who don't show up to otas for whatever situation they're in kyler's not the only player who didn't show up tyler put you through the list at the beginning of the episode and here's buddha baker 
on his belief that Kyler's still getting the work done that needs to be done. I know K1 is working really hard. I know that he, you know, is doing all the things that he can, uh, whether it's talking to the coaches, talking to the players. And I know that when he gets here, he's going to be ready. There's going to be no drop off. And, um, you know, I'm excited for, you know, when when the whole team gets together. So that's what Buddha had to say. There was a funny story with Buddha that we'll get in at the end of the episode uh, about him going out to a bar, doing something on his own. But that's going to be all kind of the talk for this voluntary OTA. There's a couple more voluntary workouts between now and the mandatory one, like Tyler mentioned. Of course, we'll keep our eyes on that. You guys can keep your eyes glued over to ArizonaSports.com. Tyler's going to have all these articles for you about all of these camps, everything voluntary. And of course, if Kyler Murray signs something, you know where to find the news first. That's ArizonaSports.com. But some other news, Tyler, some news that was also announced yesterday that's not OTA and Kyler Murray related, it's hard knocks, man. It's a hard knock life for the Cardinals. They've been selected to be on the second installment of hard knocks in season. Last year, hard knocks in season went and followed the Indianapolis Colts at the end of their season and documented their fight to get into the playoffs. And now... It looks like the Cardinals are going to have that opportunity as well. We don't know the date that it's going to start, but we do know second half of the season will be documented for better or for worse on camera. Yeah, that, yeah, it's awesome. I mean, that's better or for worse, I guess awesome. I probably should use that term unless we're unless they're uh, really in a good spot. But I mean, that's it's a very very I mean, fans are going to get a really in-depth insight behind the scenes look just of this team how things are going in the season, which I think is even cooler than doing the preseason one, just because you're seeing them in the moments that they're playing. Like this is, you play for the regular season, you play for the playoffs, like to see them in action during the, during practice. I mean, we're going to, I mean, reporters and all of us, we're going to get even more insight too, as much as the fans are. So that's really awesome. Uh, Yeah. And and just the fact that they're going to be the second team to be the in season squad is going to be very interesting. And on top of that, it should be, it's, uh, they said, kicking off in November. So I would assume like week 9, week 10, week 11 maybe, probably week 9 or 10. And so that means uh, DeAndre Hopkins is back and probably a full go 100% DeAndre Hopkins because they'll probably have a game or two under his belt probably by then. So that'll be really interesting to see. And we'll see if it's a shot in the arm like head coach Cliff Kingsbury said. Not only did he say the Hopkins – Return from suspension in week seven would be big, but then he also said the Hard Knocks uh, addition would be a shot in the arm and some added motivation. So we'll see. They need some big time for the second half woes that they've had, especially Kingsbury and his entire coaching career, really. So maybe this is the, uh, the thing that really flips the switch for him. Right, and, and like you said, Cliff said there could be some positives with it. But one of the veterans, Zach Ertz, you know, he's – He's been around something like this before. Amazon did a series that was pretty in-depth uh, on the Eagles while he was there. And he kind of documented the the bad that comes along with the good of having something like this. You have mixed emotions, obviously, as a player. Um, you don't want things to get too personal that you don't want out there. But at the same time, it's a great opportunity for fans to kind of see what the day-to-day life of an NFL player is like. You know, it's not all the amazing things that happen on Sunday. It's a culmination of a lot of work during the week um just like fantasy football is mixed emotions for us it's obviously had a huge impact on the nature of our business but it's also put a lot of the skill positions in a spotlight um so there's pros and cons to it all um but i'll take it in stride and 
hopefully it's not going to distract anyone and we'll be the best version of ourselves. Hopefully win a lot of games on it for you. So look, there's obviously two perspectives on it, Tyler. No matter what, this is exciting for fans, for reporters, for people who are just interested in football and, and how the, the machine works. This is exciting. But the question is, is it good for the team, like Cliff Kingsbury thinks that it can be, or could it be a distraction? Could it be a negative? Or at the end of the day, will it all be neutral and not matter? What side are you falling on? Good, bad, or neutral? You know, for me, I think I'm going to go with Cliff. Uh, I think it's going to be a positive thing for this team. I think it'll maybe, uh, you know, keep their head down a little more and focus on the task. Uh, I think last year they fell off. We noted the many reasons why they fell off. But I think maybe having a little more, uh, having some more cameras on them. Uh, I mean, Cliff said it best himself. People are more on their P's and Q's. Uh, could be a real positive stretch for the season. Uh, so yeah, you know, I think it's, I think it's going to do more good than bad. I can definitely see where the distractions come in, but I also think they're going to iron a lot of those details out of just, you know, making sure what's on camera, what's not on camera before they really start diving into the team. So I'm going to roll with the positive side. I'm the Mr. Optimistic guy. So I'm going to stick, <laughs> I'm going to stick with that side. Tyler, it looks real nice where you're sitting on the optimistic side. It's nice. The grass is green, it's bright, it's a nice 70 degrees on the optimistic side. But come on over to the pessimistic side with me, okay? Where it's 115 degrees and all the grass is dead. Okay? I don't like being this guy. I don't like being the the negative guy. But are we ignoring the fact that we could see a wash, rinse, and repeat version of last season but now up close and personal in HD in every single corner of it because there's a reason why HBO picked the Cardinals. And that's because there's potential for a lot of things. Like you said, there's potential for this to go good. And they make a nice push to the playoffs. They buck the trend. They end the season strong. Perfect. Chef's kiss. But you know what else is great television, Tyler? Documenting the collapse of a team that starts good, gets one of their star players back, but can't buck that trend, and they go down at the end of the season yet again. Documenting the struggles, documenting what it looks like. Well, it's interesting, and it might give us content to talk about. Dude, this could be dark. This could be really dark. And as much as I'd love to bet on the mental toughness of a team with cameras and all of these vets, a lot of these vets were here last year, and they still collapsed at the end of the season. And all it takes is for one person who's in a pressure situation to be thinking about the cameras when they shouldn't be, and that can change the tide of the game. That can change the tide of a practice. That can change the tide of your season. I know it's stupid to break it down to one moment, but it's really as fickle as that, especially with a team like the Arizona Cardinals, who's shown that mental stability and mental toughness and the ability to fight through and persevere when the odds are against you. They have not shown that. They just haven't. So adding another element to this, being a human being myself, I'm worried. I'd love to think 
that Zach Ertz, James Conner, Kyler Murray, Hollywood Brown, Cliff Kingsbury, everybody's going to be happy hunky-dory. They're going to document them ending the season on a winning streak, and it's all going to be fun and games. And I'm not denying that as a possibility, but I can't say that that's the likely outcome here. I just can't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, it, that, that's very, that is a very real possibility. Like you said, there's a reason why this, uh, why, why HBO picked this team. Cause it's just, yeah, I mean, it's playing with the fire and gasoline. Is it going to be an explosion or is it going to be, I don't even know. <laughs> like that's, I mean, it's going to be, there's going to be fireworks. I think there's going to be fireworks for sure. Is it going to be good? Is it going to be bad? We'll see, but there's definitely going to be something there. And I think, like we said earlier, this series, you said it's going to be documenting around the time that Hop gets back. I would go and assume that they start recording and they start poking around about the time that Hop is going to be returning. Like, maybe a week before to, like, get kind of the lay of the land beforehand, see how things are going, set the scene, and then boom, Hopkins comes back. And you know what, Tyler? I'll I'll, I'll be a little positive just for everybody um, because I, I hate being the negative person and... It's a pretty dark time in Arizona sports right now, so maybe I shouldn't be adding on to that with something that could help. Like, hey man, Kyler Murray's a star. Hollywood Brown is a star. DeAndre Hopkins is a star. Zach Ertz, great personality. Like, there's a lot of pieces on this team. Cliff is young. He can handle the lights. He looks like he's Hollywood, even though he's not the one with the Hollywood nickname. Like, this could be really good. And for the Colts, like, it helped. The Colts ended the season way stronger than they started it last year. And like Cliff said, people were kind of on their P's and Q's a little bit more. So as pessimistic as I might be with the realistic outcome of this, it would be ignorant for me to ignore the fact that this can help. And if we get all the contract situations in the past – and we start good, you know, and we're all looking at this team, and we're like, okay, cool. Then if I'm on the Cardinals, I don't care if the cameras are coming in because it's all good. Life is good. Please document this. I just don't know if if we as a team, like if I'm sitting there as a team and I'm in the wide receiver room, I don't know if we're sitting there week 9, week 10, feeling really happy about where we're at. Maybe we're not depressed, but I don't know if we're like, hey, let's broadcast this to the world. I'd hope so, but I don't know if I'm confident that that would happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's. I mean, we're gonna. It's really the the beginning of the season is gonna say a lot. I mean, plain and simple. And and it's just really gonna come down to can they uh, get back to that that last season success with Hopkins on the field, and can they figure out how to win without him before he comes back. All right, I'm done being negative for now. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I did I cut you off? I was so ready to get positive. Uh, no, sorry. no, get positive, man. Get well, positive. I just wanted to kind of focus on the fun aspect of this because, yes, you know, there's real-life football involved in this, but we are going to see the personality of some of these guys that, that we've never seen before because as much as I love the media, Tyler, and I guess I, I'd be a part of that, you're a part of that, you know, these guys are uh, – let's say not a hundred percent of themselves in their interviews. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. There's some, there's, there's definitely, I think some, there's some instances where I could see some of them being 
pretty much their full self, like a Marcus Golden, like that dude comes in and you can tell that that's, he's really not hiding much, but there's, you can tell that a lot of these guys are guarded. I mean, I, I would, I would be too. I mean, you, you tell these guys everything they want to know and then you just gotta, you don't want to tell them every single detail of everything. So you've got to, you got to make sure you say the things that you want to say and make sure you keep the things that maybe you don't want to get out in your pocket. But I mean, like you said, like it's, it makes it for a not so much like I can't be fully open with everybody. Right. So to me, that means, okay, we're going to learn something new about Kyler. We're going to learn something new about Zach and we're going to see some stars shine because if there's one thing we know about every NFL locker room is there are personalities galore. So Tyler, you pose this question to basically everybody at OTAs yesterday. So I'm going to pose it to you. We're flipping the script. Who's the superstar? Who is the person that hard knocks gravitates towards? Because it's not always the star quarterback. It's not always the best player. Whose personality are you looking forward to seeing blossom the most on hard knocks? Yeah, yeah. For me, I think it's going to be uh, just just from me talking to the guys yesterday. So I talked to Antoine Wesley, Zach Ertz. Uh, Buda Baker and Cliff Kingsbury asked them all the same question. You know, who do you, who did I think, or who did, who did you think is going to be the standout for hard knocks? And uh, Antoine Wesley, I thought was probably the best, best answer out of all of them. He said himself right away, but then said Rond- Rondell Moore. So I followed it up and asked him why. And he said, Oh, you'll, you'll see, you'll see. So he's definitely got me uh, really interested. And the dude's really, it seems like a very, very fun loving dude out of practice, always having fun, always has a smile on his face. So that's definitely going to be a, a, a dude that I'm going to be watching for sure. Another guy's Dennis Gardeck. I think just the okay. barbarian. Definitely, for sure. The barbarian. Man, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you think that like they're going to give him like a little lower third? It's going to see Dennis and then the barbarian Gardeck? Because that would be oh, pretty you know, cool. Yeah. You know that there's going to be a clip of Ron Wolfley or something like that saying <laughs> his name as the barbarian, and then he's going to be hitting the strobe or something like that. Like, we're probably going to get a whole, like, inside look at his uh, playlist before games and it's going to be all EDM and all this other stuff <laughs> <laughs> a little EDM play we'll definitely get some EDM another name that popped up when you asked a lot of guys when when they didn't know who to say at the end of the day they, they did know who to say and it was JJ Watt they're like oh I don't really know actually yeah it's JJ and that is not a surprise at all I, I can't remember has JJ been on hard knocks before I feel like there was a Texans one a while ago yeah, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, he uh, and that that would mean I believe that uh, <laughs> DeAndre Hopkins was then too. Oh yeah. Oh, I forget. Man, I love that trade. That DeAndre Hopkins trade. I, we're we're sticking on being the positive trade. I mean, that trade's never going to get old to look at, man. Never, ever, 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 ever. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I think it was twenty. Oh, when was it? Twenty fourteen, maybe. That they had the Hard Knocks 2015? Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm going to have to go back and look, and, and maybe we'll do a little research to see how J.J. And, and DeAndre handled Hard Knocks before. But again, that was preseason. This is the second season of in-season Hard Knocks. So this this could really be completely different. And, and I mean, hand up, I didn't watch the Colts one. Uh, that wasn't something that I was that was plugged into. Just, you know, working here, I was more focused on the Cardinals. So... I'm not really sure the the biggest difference between in season and and preseason. I'm sure it's probably not that different, but you know this will be new for everybody. But if anybody's going to handle it, it it's going to be JJ Watt. So 
Instead of who's the star, who's your dark horse, Tyler? Who's somebody that nobody's talking about now that the world is going to be in love with by the time that in-season hard knocks is over? Oh, I think it's Marcus Golden. I think for sure it's Marcus Golden, man. I think I think everybody's going to love that dude's motor. <laughs> with Marcus, I, I think that he's definitely going to be one of those guys that, like, he'll get the montage on the field where he's mic'd up and he's talking about, oh, you know, Here's this, 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 let's go, come on. He's like firing everybody up in the huddle. I don't know if this is like a dark horse pick because to me, besides like the star players, he's probably everybody's favorite Cardinal. But Buddha Baker, how can you not love Buddha yeah. Baker? Oh, yeah. You mean James? <laughs> I was wondering we were going to get to that. I do mean James <laughs> because if you guys didn't hear it, I'll put the question in here now, but. Buddha had himself a little uh, adventure in his off season. Oh yeah, yeah. Did you meet some friends at all? You know, not didn't really meet some friends, but I had a few conversations, talked to a couple people. You know, my name was uh, James, Uh, so you know, it it was cool. We had a good time. Uh, You know, had a couple waters. Had a good time. And so, you know, the story was Buddha, okay, he goes, he drinks some waters, he meets some people, his fake profession was a dentist, his name was James. I mean, Tyler, this was just hilarious, but to be quite honest, unexpected from Buddha. Uh, Hold on. Before we get into the Buddha situation, we've got some breaking news. Uh Uh-oh. Hit me. It looks like Daryl Williams is signing with the Cardinals, running back former Kansas City Chief. Oh, didn't we talk about him? Yes, we did. I swear yes, we, we talked did. about Daryl Williams. Yes, we did. Wow, that's uh, that's 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 your number two right there. Well, there it is. Okay, so this is per at Schultz report. That's Jordan Schultz, and he's reported on some stuff before. I, I wouldn't say it's ironclad, but he's not just pulling something out of nowhere. He says it seems yeah. like there's a couple other people that are that are trusted sources that are also going with it. Okay, too. I saw the Schultz. I'm looking for the other ones. I, I'm, we're on the fly right now. You're getting raw reactions to this. Who, yeah, who else are you wild. seeing? Who else are you seeing uh, report this? Because I'm not saying Schultz is incredible. I'm just saying I'd prefer more sources. Well, let's just yeah. So it's just a couple guys that I mean have, have been close with the team. So I, I mean, not anybody that is nameable but definitely people that i trust so i would say that it's likely but yeah obviously we want to wait for a couple more a couple more confirmations but it looks like that's gonna be the case from what i'm seeing well there you go like there's your number two there's somebody who is a dynamic person on the field i guess he gives you a little bit of insurance for eno and for Keontae ingram um i i dude i like this move i really like this move I really like it too, man. I mean, 47 catches, 452 yards uh, last year with the Chiefs. I mean, that as, as, a, as a receiver, I mean, that's that's solid. That's going to be great. That's exactly what this team needs. I mean, yeah, 47, 452. He also had two touchdowns on top of 141, 44 carries for 558 yards, six touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a solid number two addition right there. And especially, you know, Without D-Hop at the first six six weeks, you know, we can beat this drum over and over again. But having that versatility, I mean, dude, think about 
the variety of offensive sets that you could throw out there, or at least just offensive personnel at tight end. Zach Ertz, Max Williams, Trey McBride at running back. You've got James Conner, you've got Daryl Williams, and you've got Eno, who, like, Eno's a good third running back. And then you drafted Keontae Ingram. Wide receiver, obviously we know the wide receiver room, has Marquise Hollywood-Brown, A.J. Green, Rondale Moore, and eventually DeAndre Hopkins. That's really good, man. That's really yeah. good. You get a, you get another playmaker for that offense, for sure, with Daryl Williams. Like, that's, that is... Oh, that's that's a great ad for that running backs room. I was solid, solid ad because you have you know as your third guy now, and and it seems like that dude's ready to run through a wall right now. So I think that's that running back room is solidified right now. I think like that's that's exactly what they needed to do. Okay, so on offense, the only hole right now, and correct me if I'm wrong, is the fact that DeAndre Hopkins will miss six weeks. Other than that, on offense, besides maybe offensive line. Where's the weakness here? Yeah, that's that's outside of the Hopkins suspension. Really, yeah, maybe right guard, but that's really. But they have Will Hernandez too. We haven't seen him in that spot yet, but that's even that's been an upgrade too. I feel like so we'll just see how that pans out. But yeah, there's really not a week like you throw Hopkins in there week seven with this lineup. If they're all healthy, I mean that's that is a very tough offense to contend with. Huh. Yeah, if you want to read more about uh, Daryl Williams, I'm sure we're going to have something up on the website by the time you get to this. Head on over to ArizonaSports.com, tune in to 98.7 FM, and, you know, you keep it here. We'll talk about him during this offseason. I'm sure he's going to be a very big part of what the Cardinals do going forward. I do want to get back to Buddha, though. I love this story, and I have a question for you, Tyler. Let's say you're in Buddha Baker's shoes. <laughs> and you're looking to go do something on your own. Is there something that you like at the top of your list, like, oh man, I want to do that by myself? Or like, are you the type of person that you have to have somebody else there to do something? Uh, you know, I just, that's that's a good one. That's a good one. I, I've had I've had my moments where I've been like Buddha, and I was like, you know, I'd like to just go uh, go for a journey. I, I maybe not necessarily at the bar, but I mean that would be bad either. But I think for the most part, I used to be like, I'd go to the golf course by myself and play 36 holes any day of the week. But I think now I'm more in the mode of, let's, let me have somebody out there. Like, it's not as much fun as it would be without somebody out there. Yeah, if we're, if we're counting sports, I'll go shoot around and play basketball by myself. And I like to think of myself as somebody who's okay doing things by themselves. But, like, I think about it. It's not something that I've done often. I'd like to go to a movie by myself. I've always got somebody to go with. That's not like a flex or anything, but like I just never like found the time to go to a movie like by myself. But I hear it's quite the enjoyable experience. And I heard some people giving Buddha some flack for going to a bar and just drinking water. Um, I get it, but if you're an introvert and you're looking to be social, probably the most social place is a bar. You know, Buddha wasn't just going out to go out. He was like proud of himself. He was kind of doing it to to prove something to himself and Honestly, I, I love that, and I'm love I love that he's so open and honest about it, and just kind of telling us why and tweeting about it why and like joking about it because that's something that I feel like a lot of people go through that you don't really hear NFL athletes talk about. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And let's let's uh, let's not be let's not be oblivious to the fact that he said waters very uh, sarcastically. I let's let's. Uh... <laughs> He gave a look over to the PR, the PR guys, uh, and gave him kind of a smile. So, 
I think the waters was the uh, PR move there. Okay, that I mean, I, I I wasn't there. I mean, I'm not boots on the ground, Tyler. So I didn't see the look that he was he was shooting over to the PR people. So next, but, uh, but yeah, man, it, like like you said, it's 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 an awesome thing to see. It's an awesome thing to talk about. Like, I mean, we don't usually get those conversations with players, especially with the COVID pandemic and not getting that locker room access like we've we've gotten in the past. So. Having those kind of stories are really great, and the fact that he had a backstory—if it—if it came to it, he was going to be a a dentist, a forty-five-year-old dentist named James. First like of all, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Dentist. Look, the most ridiculous thing out of all of this is the fact that he was going to tell people that he was forty-five years old. Nah, 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 nah. Buddha Baker, are you, dude? You got—I know you got carded for your quote waters while you were there. Like, oh, you yeah. are not—you're <laughs> not going to pass it as forty-five years old. I mean, I guess you could be like, yeah, I just, I wash my face every morning. Like, congrats. Like, no, you're not, you're not 45 years old. That's by far the most ridiculous thing about this whole story. But I, the final question I have for you, Tyler, before we wrap up this kind of all over the place edition of Cardinals Corner, and I love it. If you <laughs> had to choose one person to go get, quote, waters, end quote, with on the team, is, is Buddha at the top of your list? Sorry, is James at the top of your list? oh man you know for me i think it would be oh man i think it'd be marcus golden or dennis gardek man those two guys for sure i think i think it'd be a a very wild conversation a barbarian brew i could see that like an ipa or something the gardek barbarian brew i feel like i saw that you know at a bar or something a couple weeks ago the barbarian brew I'd like, you know, I'd like Buddha. I'd like to get a beer with uh, with Kyler and talk over this whole contract situation and what's going on. Talk some gaming with him, maybe. But, of course, you know, J.J. Watt. I mean, J.J. Watt's not the top of the list. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, that's the thing, man. It's if, if I'm going... If- if, if we're doing that, we're going to the golf course with J.J. That's plain and simple. Well, you hear that, J.J.? Uh, open invitation to the golf course. I can't play, so I will be the caddy. I will drive around, and I'll open in all your waters for you, J.J. And then uh, you can wipe the floor with Tyler, because uh, I heard he's the worst golfer on the planet, and he told me that himself, and he won't take offense <laughs> to that. And we can all just have a grand old time. Uh, how does that sound, Tyler? Yeah, I don't know if that last part was accurate, but yeah, definitely. What, you don't think we're going to have waters? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that part, sure. I don't know, Tyler, I heard you came in second in a charity golf tournament. Care to address these allegations? No, those are accurate. So, I wasn't wrong then, is what you're saying. Well, I, I, I yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> okay, before Tyler crawls through the phone and fights me in studio, I'm going to wrap it up here for this edition of Cardinals Corner. If you want to follow Tyler and get live tweets of the beating that's about to ensue, you can follow him at TDrake4Sports. You can follow the show at AZ Cards Corner. You can follow me at EricRuby987. Stick with us on the latest surrounding the Cardinals. You know, I had a tweet out there talking about D-Hop playing some basketball. Of course, Tyler just covers the Cardinals like nobody else, man. He gets you everything. He gets you videos. He gets you quotes. He'll get you stories. Absolutely everything. You have to be following him if you are an Arizona Cardinals fan. So one more time. 
at TDrake4Sports. Tweet at him. Give him some advice on his golf game. I'm sure that he'd really appreciate it. (laughs) And I promise we will get into this schedule breakdown at some point when there's no news. But if there's something about this Cardinals team, Tyler, there's always news. So when there is, we'll be here next time. AZ Cards Corner for Tyler Drake. I'm Eric Ruby. We'll catch you guys then.